It's the Sean Pittman Show, where we talk about politics, sports, entertainment, and business. Here is your host, Sean Pittman. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the show. As we've been saying all week, we got the TIP on the show, and we're about to bring him out, bring him out. You're listening to the Sean Pittman Show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Sean Pittman Show. And as I said to you all week, uh, you know, we got to spend some time on this election stuff and we got to try to talk to our young folks and our millennials, not just millennials, but but people of color, black and brown all over the place uh, to talk about how important elections are. And we do it all the time. And, uh, you know, I wanted to bring somebody who had who, who has become an incredible thought leader, I think. Um, not just on elections, but on on just issues that that are that are plaguing sort of young people and African Americans in particular. And I, y'all know him, so I don't really have to introduce him. But uh, Tip T.I. Harris, how you doing today, man? <laughs> What's going on, brother? How you doing? It's the T.I.P. <laughs> hey, right Tim. On, man. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us today, man. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the consideration. Well, listen, you know, I, I'm going to jump to the voting stuff in a, in a little while, but I know when, when our listeners saw that you were going to be on the show, uh, they, w- they wouldn't want us to avoid the fact that you've been uh, a huge artist, man, for a long, long time. And you, you, you now using that platform as a thought leader, and a lot of us appreciate that. But how how have you been able to sustain so much success for so long, uh, particularly in this changing media environment? Uh, I mean, man, I think um, authenticity is a big part of it. Uh, diversity uh, and and kind of you know being daring to be different. You know what I'm saying? Standing solid in, in what I feel is acceptable as far as my standards that I have for myself and not necessarily just flowing with what's popular at the time. Right. Um, I think, you know, I, think, I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that has, uh, has, has a hand in it, but just to be frank, I can't really, I can't, I can't think of another thing besides just the people, my connection with the people, my ability to relate to their circumstances because I once came from circumstances that were similar uh, I think that to me is probably the most, the largest indicator of why I've been able to maintain so much success for so long. Well, you know, and a lot of us, we grew up with you, man, and been watching, you know, how you have gone from, you know, where you say you came from to uh, being able to put, you know, your experience and songs, be able to take that talent to movies and the talk shows and by the way congratulations right. on your, your your podcast if y'all not listening to tips podcast you need to you need to do that <laughs> because uh man there's some incredible conversations going on there so congratulations on all that you know you you've said something a lot that really hits home with me and and i think it speaks to black and brown people young and old people everywhere but you say that you, if you don't change, you can't expect change. That's right. What do you mean when you say that? Well, I mean, I think we all have, you know, we all have to become the change that we we're asking for. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, we ask for we ask for change with no real effort behind. It. Right. Or we expect change with, with, with without any action. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think faith without works is dead. You know, you can sit around and expect something all day, but until you kind of have aligned yourself 
with effort, action, and, and, and the energy that you put out to, to kind of incentivize these things to, to, to happen. And then, then you're just expecting change. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to come. Right. And I got to tell you, Tip, and one day I hope we have, can have a conversation about this, man. But, I, you know, sometimes I blame our, our generation on, on, on what we've the, the, what we've done to to our kids, man. I mean, we've shied them away from adversities, and you know, I hear you say from time to time that you welcome adversity because it's that kind of thing that makes you stronger. And it seems like the millennials out there sort of are running away from the things that are, are most difficult. And I'm speaking in general sense, uh, mm-hmm. not not specifically. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely. I think in it. With no, like Frederick Douglass said it best, with no struggle, there's no progress. And I think that for us, wanting the best for our children a lot of times, um, because we know how hard we struggled and how, uh, you know, how hard we had to fight to get to the positions that we now hold uh, today. But in, in, in providing a better life, we, 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 we can't make it too easy to where they don't make the kind of progress that they have the opportunity to make because... They haven't endured the kind of struggle that we endured. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I think that, I mean, I think I, it's bittersweet. And you know what I'm saying? You could be on both sides of this argument. I, too, as a parent, you know what I'm saying? I I, I have to find ways to, you know, to, to create some form of adversity just so things aren't so super easy for all of the kids. So, Lord forbid, man, if they... It take them to their 21, 22 to find out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So I, I, I just try to, you know, even even in the language I use and in the tone that I speak, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I speak to them so in a certain way. So when they're out in the, in society, in the world, in the universe, and other people speak in this tone and use this language, it's not their first time hearing it. Yeah, and that's 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 real, man. And I and I tell you, that's what I enjoy about your your podcast, man. Um, because you guys keep it raw and keep it real. And you know, I mentioned earlier that that you know you've involved into this serious thought leader um, and having established yourself as a as a voice, sort of demanding to be heard around the issues that are facing our country. I mean, when we're talking about mass incarcerations, we're talking about healthcare disparities. I've heard you talk a lot about this recreational marijuana, and my God, man, we got we got people in prison doing time for yeah. something that's 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 legal in most states now. Um, how important is it for people of color like us to be in, engaged and involved in these these issues, and 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 not only um, young people but all of us? So, what we should expect from our nation is what has been exemplified in history. So, let's go back to prohibition. Prohibition, prohibition back in I think it was the twenties. In the twenties, so, that's when right. Alcohol, when alcohol was illegal, a lot of people made millions and if not billions of dollars by selling illegal alcohol the way we, or people, <laughs> sell uh, <laughs> illegal marijuana. Right, okay, right. But when, when prohibition was when prohibition was abolished and, and alcohol was being made legal, the, the most successful of the illegal bootleggers became now the largest alcohol distributors in the country in charge <laughs> so that so they 
were able to command their industry, okay? Uh, and with marijuana, I feel like with every state that legalizes, you know, recreational use or whatever kind of use of marijuana, I feel like it should also come with retroactive expungement of charges associated with marijuana. But because it, it, it's 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 a hypocrisy for people who've never been arrested for marijuana, who don't really have, I guess, the same life experience with it, at least not on record, for them to come in and reap the benefits, greater benefits, if you will, uh, of, of, of what this plant has to offer. And then others who may not have the complexion for the connection or who may not come from a certain walk of life that will allow them a certain level of exposure or a certain level of resources to position themselves, they still doing time and still fighting felonies and still dealing with disenfranchisement because of it. And it's just not fair. That's right. And and we're, we're sitting here talking about, I mean, you were talking about 1920s and prohibition with, uh, with a substance that was dangerous, really dangerous for us. And we're talking about yeah, now much a more plant. Dangerous, far more dangerous. Come on, that does more good than harm, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, alcohol is far more dangerous. Nicotine, cigarettes, far more dangerous. Uh, tobacco products, far more dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I mean, scientifically, just based on what it does to the body and what scientists have been able to prove with experiments, it's far more dangerous than marijuana. However, it's not treated that way. In the eyes of the law. That's right. And, you know, those are the things that I feel like need to be addressed for us. You know what I'm saying? Move ahead into the future as we, as we expect. Absolutely. And uh, uh, listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're, I know it sounds like I'm talking to a fellow a lawyer on the phone, but I'm talking to the T, the I, the P, uh, Tip, T.I. <laughs> Harris, attorney. I'm calling, uh, listen, Tip, man. You ought to be a lawyer. <laughs> uh, I, I love it, man. And that's why, you know, I talked earlier about expeditiously uh, the podcast that you do, which I think is amazing. And you had you. one of our homeboys here in this area. You know, I'm calling you from Tallahassee, uh, Mayor uh -huh. Andrew Gillum, uh, on your show. And y'all talked a lot about this upcoming election. What do you think some of the yeah. biggest issues that voters need to pay attention to in this upcoming presidential election? Man, to be honest with you, there are several issues that I feel, that I feel like uh, plague the nation, if you will, that I could speak on individually. But at the state that this nation is in with the lack of leadership that it has, the most important thing that you can look for or that you should focus on is fairness and decency. Yes. That's it. Now, you can speak you know speak I mean? on that, right? I mean, that's real. Like, to be fair and decent, to expect for humans to be treated like humans and to not allow people to be disregarded or lives to be disregarded just because of the color of their skin or the nature of their background. That's the, that's the, that's the greatest point that I can raise. I love that you're bringing that up, though, because it seems like we've lost that. Right. While we sit in front of right. computers all the time, we sit there and we think we're just talking to inanimate objects or we're making decisions on on products when we're making this. We always almost every decision we're making decisions on people and the least right. of us are the most vulnerable. That's right. And that's why I, I mean, that's absolutely correct. 
Yeah, and that's why we appreciate voices like yours, right? Where you use your celebrity and you use uh, your life experiences to speak to people who may not be willing to listen to other people who don't know their life experiences. And and right. I know you talk a lot about millennials. How do we get them out to mm-hmm. the polls? You have to speak about matters that affect their lives, you know, like like marijuana, you know what I'm saying, being uh, federally legitimate, legitimized. I mean, you got to talk about uh, what are people going to do to hold uh, law enforcement uh, accountable for, for the loss of lives when they're on duty. Um, you you got to talk about health care. You got to talk about student loans. You got to talk about education. You got to talk about uh, more affordable housing in areas that are being greatly gentrified and causing the natives to be pushed out and not being able to afford uh, 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 adequate uh, adequate living living uh, arrangements there. You know, I think there are so many different things that yes. you got to talk about. Um, uh, global warming. Yes. What you're going to do about new uh, effective new ways to provide energy and resources to people. I mean, it's, it's so much employment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's so much to talk about, but you could be on either side of these arguments. Okay. Uh, you can agree or disagree with either of these points that I just referenced, and it ain't a but. But, but it's not going to fall on. Democrat, Republican, black, white, old, young, rich, poor. It's going to fall under fair and decent. That's right. You I can I can get that. I hear that. That's strong. And I got to tell you, as a, you know, and I'm I've, I've held you a long time here, and you're a busy, busy guy, and I appreciate it, man. Uh, but I just thought it was it's so um, amazing to have your voice out there, especially as we come up to the 55th anniversary of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, wow. when you realize tip that voting so many people lost their lives man when you talk about blood shared you know with, with blood and tears and and the energy and life that people put on the line so that we could vote and I understand why people don't want to because a lot of them don't feel like they see enough change that it makes enough of a difference the system has been rigged you know what I'm saying yeah and you know I understand that but even with a rigged system if you just kind of just you can't you, you never give up you never just throw your hands up and say well you know I, I, I just quit you know what I mean um, no matter what no matter what, what what you may face you gotta first you, you have to identify what you're facing then you create strategies and contingencies to make yourself, you know, stronger in the areas where you may may have become weak the last time. And you know what I mean? Whether that's voter suppression, um, you know, whatever 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 the case may be, whatever it is that we feel like, whatever young people feel like, okay, well, I'm not voting because of this. That not voting is not the answer because that's what they want you to do anyway. Exactly. So, no. so you have to figure out a way, uh, to, to become a part of the process because you don't want old people making decisions on your life without you having any say so or you just having to live with it. You know what I mean? And That's I think right. that is the main thing. That's the main thing that I feel like should motivate young people because old people, man, they in the house, you know what I'm saying, by 7, 8 o'clock. So, they, so <laughs> if, if you in the house at 7, 8 o'clock, why should you be determining what go on from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. That's right. Not even out here. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But 
that is the inevitability if young people don't get out and become a part of the political process. And we got to get them there. And I, I hope, you know, I know Georgia and Atlanta are lucky enough to have you and your family there. Uh, in, in your in that state, but I hope that you know as we go through 2020, you know Florida's real important in these races. I hope that uh, that we can mm-hmm. get you coming around with us, man, and trying to 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 deliver these messages to people who will listen. Sure, man. I mean, I think we all got to do our part, man. I find time and find ways to make myself available to the truth. We all got to do our part, you know, to 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 do whatever we can, man, to lead the world in better shape than it was before we got here. Whatever way that is, whether physically, uh, uh, spiritually, uh, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Whatever that is. Whatever that is, however it is, we make contributions to the earth, to the world, to the universe, to make it better than it was before we got here. That's everybody's job. Y'all got to do our part. Well, I appreciate that, man. And and listen, uh, congratulations on all you're doing. Thanks for taking time here uh, on the Sean Pittman Show and, 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 and for our area. I know that they're happy to hear your voice, man. And congratulations right on. on Rhythm Thank and Flow, guys. man. I think you guys are doing a great job on that. Uh, keep up the great, great work. And, and, and hey, man, I got to tell you, one of my favorite roles for you, man, was when you did okay. American Gangster because I love that movie. <laughs> and, I, man, I, I thought he was really your Uncle Frank for a minute, man. <laughs> I know we all hey, got man, one. I mean, we had an amazing time doing it. It's a phenomenal story. Uh, of course, you know, Denzel, man, is, is, is just an incredible act. I learned a lot from him on set. And, uh, Common was also in it, you know, True Tell, who man, went over, all y'all also in that in Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Russell Crowe, RZA. Um, it was so it's so many people, you know what I'm saying? So many people who was in that movie uh, with me, man, but just has gone on to have phenomenal careers. That was that'll go down as one of the greatest movies, man. All star cast and, and y'all doing it up in Atlanta, man. That 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 Tyler Perry Studios, y'all y'all you gotta do is walk out the backyard now and uh and, and make the biggest movies out, right? I mean, man, Tyler definitely he he's sw- he, he swinging the big he's swinging the big stick out there, man. And he's done a lot for the community. He's done a lot for for you know like 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 creators and and. Like uh, those of us who don't want to necessarily have to be validated by the big major machines of Hollywood in order to tell our stories, you know. And he's right. done a, he, I mean, he's just done an incredible job uh, at, at creating opportunities, man, for, for for people who probably wouldn't get attention in other places like Hollywood. Well, listen, man, y'all y'all keep it up, man, and uh, everybody. Uh, we got tip on and tip. We appreciate you, y'all. Uh, y'all keep up the great work, and uh, thank you for, for for spending some time with us, man. Man, I appreciate you, bro. Take it light. Okay, we'll do. Everybody, stay with us. We'll be right back with the Pittman Point. It's time for Pittman's Point. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show and our guest this morning, Tip Harris. Wow, what a what a great show. Um, tip absolutely brought it, y'all, and uh, just a huge a huge thank you to Tip and his team for coming on the show this morning and to share some insights uh, and really dive deep into the importance of voting, specifically for our young voters. Uh, This guy is truly a thought leader and, um, you know, we're lucky to call him a friend of the show. So uh, thank you, Tip. Uh, And now it's time for the Pittman Point. We talked to Tip a lot about voting and about how much 
has been sacrificed to ensure that everyone can exercise their right to vote. So we're going to stay right there for the Pittman point this week. We've got to figure this thing out, y'all. In this country, where everyone has a say in who leads us, the right to vote is too easily denied in practice. For far too many of our friends and neighbors, it is simply too difficult to, to, to actually get out and vote. Think about it for a second. Elections are held on a weekday. Polls are open during traditional working hours. Uh, on a random Tuesday, most normal working people are worried about their lives in general, worried about getting from home to work while getting their kids to school, then getting their kids home again. And then perhaps they got to go to a second job. Maybe they can go vote during lunch, you might say. But is an hour long enough when everybody is in the same position and they all go and vote during lunch? You've seen those lines during lunchtime. Man, I don't want to vote during lunch. And before some of you call a text and start suggesting, well, they can absentee vote, can't they? Listen. Oh, I should, I'm sorry. I should say vote by mail. We changed the legislature, changed the name a couple years ago. Thank you, Geraldine Thompson. Um, but let's remember the debacle in 2018 when the confirmation of thousands of votes was in question. Do you remember in Dade County all the absentee ballots that were left in uh, in the Opalaka um, post office and those votes never got counted. Do you remember that? So there's no confidence in the process unless we go directly to the polls and see our votes counted. After speaking of the lack of confidence, I'd argue that the same issue that people are going through in their daily lives during one election are the same ones they face during the next election. We've got to find a way to make voting more accessible, but we also have to find a way to make voting matter to people who don't see their situation and their station changing. So the Pitman point today is find your own reason. If these major high level issues don't hit home for you, figure out one that does, because I can assure you there is one or two or a few and make that vote count. Make voting a habit that you, you practice instead of uh, on a special occasion. Maybe it should be a holiday. Maybe the day that we vote, we should all be off work. And you know what? We lose that holiday if we don't go vote. There's a lot of smarter people out there than me making decisions. But what I do know is our ancestors fought way too hard to give us the right to vote. We ought to honor that by actually showing up. This has been the Sean Pittman Show. We'll see you in seven.